Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. Welcome back to another episode um, of the Versatility Podcast, like I just said. Anyways, um, there's a lot to talk about for today's uh, episode. I have not uploaded in a week, and well, you know, what typically happens when I don't post almost uh, every two, three days, well then, you know, a week passes and a lot of shit is to talk about. So, expect that for today's episode. I'm just going to get straight into it. Let's start off with the NBA scores. I'm going to go this rapid, rapid, rapid fire. So let's go all the way to Monday, I believe. Okay, let's just go all the way to Monday, right? Okay, so February 7th, okay, Monday, Raptors, they defeat the Hornets, 116-101. to 101. The Heat defeat the Wizards, 121-100. to 100. The Warriors defeat the Thunder, 110-98. to 98. The, the Suns defeat the Bulls, 127-124. The Jazz defeat the Knicks, 113-104. to 104. Okay, Tuesday. Uh, the Suns defeat the Sixers, 114-109. The Hawks defeat the Pacers, 133-112. The Celtics defeat the Knicks, uh, the Nets, excuse me, 126-91. Goddamn. The Clippers, they lose to the Grizzlies, 135-109. The Timberwolves, um, they beat the Kings, 134-114. The Bucks, they defeat the Lakers, 131-116. The Pistons, they lose to the Mavericks, 116-86. The Pelicans, they defeat the Rockets, 110-97. The Nuggets defeat the Knicks, 132-115. The Magic defeat the Blazers, 113-95. Okay, so Wednesday, February 9th, the Cavaliers, they defeat the Spurs, 105-92. The Bulls defeat the Hornets, 121-109. The Jazz defeat the Warriors, 111-85. The Raptors defeat the Thunder, 117-98. The Timberwolves, they lose to the Kings, 132-119. And the Blazers, they defeat the Lakers, 107-105. Okay, so Thursday, February 10th, um, the Grizzlies, they defeat the Pistons, 132-107. The Heat defeat the Pe- Pelicans, 112-97. The Raptors, they defeat the Rockets, 139-120. The Wizards, they defeat the Nets, 113-112. The Mavericks, they defeat the Clippers again, 112-105. The Suns, they defeat the Bucks, 131-107. And then the Knicks defeat the Warriors, 116-114. Good game, by the way, that was. Uh, yesterday, Friday, February 11th, um, the Cavaliers, they defeat the Pistons, the Pacers, excuse me, 120-113. The Thunder, they lose to the Sixers, 100-87. The Hornets, they defeat the Pistons, 141-119. The Celtics defeat the Nuggets, 108-102. The Spurs... They defeat the Hawks 136 to 121. The Bulls defeat the Timberwolves 134 to 122. And the Jazz defeat the Magic 114 to 99. So those were the scores from all last week or or this week. And so today we have the Knicks Grizzlies or the Knicks Blazers, excuse me, Spurs Pelicans, Kings, or Kings Wizards, Nuggets Raptors, Thunder Bulls, Heat uh, Heat Nets, Sixers Cavs. Hornets, Grizzlies, Clippers, Pelicans, uh, Magic Suns, and, um, or not Spurs, Spurs, Pelicans, and Mavericks, Clippers. I cannot speak today for some fucking reason. And then at 8.30, we have the Lakers and Warriors. And then for tomorrow, we only have two games. Obviously, tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday, so tomorrow will be NBA games. Uh, Hawks and Celtics versus the, and then that one will be a two. And then the Pacers versus the Wolves, that will be at three. Okay, the standings. I'm um, not going to really go over it too much. Uh, the Nets are in 8th place right now. They're on a 10-game losing streak. They have been dreadful. Uh, the Heat, back at number 1 on a 4-game winning streak. They're 36-20 and 20 on top of the East. 
the Suns on top of the West, not surprised there. 45 and 10. They're on a four-game winning streak as well. The Rockets still suck. The Thunder still suck. The 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 Kings have made some pretty good moves in the trade deadline. Um, whatever. So yeah, some some teams are still in good position. I'll talk about the the kind of go over the standings next uh, next episode because there's a lot to talk about today. So uh, let's talk about the NBA All Star Game and the Skills Challenge and all that shit. So let's talk about first Lamelo Ball. He actually will be replacing Kevin Durant for the All Star Game. As well as the Jante Murray, he's gonna be replacing uh Draymond Green for the All-Star game, obviously due to injuries for those two guys. Lamelo Ball and the Jante Murray will be first time All-Stars this year in Cleveland. So congratulations to them. That's a big W for both of them. And I was, you know, I was like Lamelo, I mean, he got snubbed. I have no idea I have no idea why. I, I felt like he was definitely gonna be at least accepted as a reserve for the All-Star game um initially but uh well he's gonna be replacing kd so so yeah now let's talk about the the competitions before and then i'll talk about the actual lineups team lebron team kd so first we got the skills challenge so the participants for the skills challenge it's gonna be well they're gonna be three cavaliers players jared allen darius garland and evan mobley we have the antetokounmpo's all three brothers are going to be playing. Alex, Giannis, and Theonis Antetokounmpo's. They're going to be playing. And then three rookies. It's going to be Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. So, yeah, nine participants in the uh, skills challenge. It's all, it's all like in three different teams, three different groups. So that's kind of interesting. I don't think they've done that before. So the Antetokounmpo's, the Cavaliers. I don't know why they just made the Cavaliers like their own thing. But, hey, three players. And, uh, you know, first time, a bunch of these are all uh, first time all-stars. So that's great. And then the rookies, Scotty Barnes, Caden, Josh Gay. So that's for the skills challenge. That's going to be on February 19th. So just literally next Saturday, uh, the the skills challenge will take place. And then it will be obviously the three-point contest. It will be Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Patty Mills, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Fleet, and Trey Young. So those are going to be the f- eight contestants for the three-point contest next Saturday for the uh, for the three-point contest, obviously. When is the All-Star game? Uh, like, where is... Oh, it's in Cleveland. Remember, I just, I just said it. What the fuck? Anyways, now the Slam Dunk Contest, which will be obviously later that night. That will be the last event on Saturday. I think Friday is going to be the, the celebrity game. So if you guys watch the celebrity game, Friday is going to be... The thing I don't know who's 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 gonna be playing, um, probably Quavo and Justin Bieber and you know probably those motherfuckers, again. Anyways, um, so the slam dunk contest is gonna be Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano Anderson, Obi Toppin, and Jalen Green. Um, this is gonna be pretty fun. Uh, Cole Anthony, uh, he's one of my favorite young players, um, in the league right now, and he and even though I don't really watch the Orlando Magic like that. That man's an explosive player, Obi Toppin, who was in the dunk contest last year. I believe he lost in the first round. Um, and um, to to Simmons, I think, who won. Or was that last year? Or was that in 2020? I don't even remember. But anyways, uh, he participated in the last slam dunk contest. Hopefully he can get his revenge and take on. But Jalen Green, Jalen Green is another beast. Uh, John Moran, honestly, should have been in this contest. Uh, I mean, John Moran, I mean, what the fuck? That man is always doing a crazy in-game dunks like it's nothing. And, I mean, uh, some of them are just insane how almost he he almost pulls them off and then how sometimes he does actually pull them off. I don't know, but 
between these four guys, uh, it's going to be pretty fun competition for the slam dunk contest. So whoever wins it, we'll have to wait and see. You know, that that, that looks like fun. Anyways, uh, let's talk about, well, the All-Star game itself. Let's talk about Team LeBron versus Team KD. So the draft, the All-Star game draft was actually on Thursday, which it was obviously LeBron and KD. They were picking their, they were drafting their own players for their team. And uh, towards the end, um, there was a bit of uh, awkward moments for KD uh, since he did not pick James Harden due to a certain situation that I'll go over in, in just a, in a minute. Yeah, that was a, that was a bit uh, funny and a bit awkward and embarrassing for him to kind of deal with. And I know he was very pissed about it. But anyways, let's go over Team LeBron first. So Team LeBron, we got obviously LeBron James as the captain, but then we have... Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Jokic. So those are going to be the five starters, obviously. But then on the reserve, we have Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Fred Van Fleet, and James Harden. Yes, Harden is not on Team KD. And I will explain to you why that's the case if you haven't, if you don't know yet. So yeah, that's Team LeBron. Now Team KD, um, which obviously KD won't be playing, but still, either way. Uh, Kevin Durant obviously won't be playing, so the team captain will most likely be either the five between Joel Embiid, John Morant, John Morant Jason Tatum, who will be replacing KD uh, for the all-star starter replacement, and then Andrew Wiggins and Trey Young. So those are going to be the five starters. But then the reserves, we got LaMelo Ball, we got Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, who is replacing Draymond Green, and Carl Anthony Towns. So that's Team KD. And, well, obviously not James Harden. James Harden is not there. And so it's, uh, it's a bit awkward. It's, it's a bit awkward why that's the case. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So that's going to be, you know, Team Team LeBron, Team KD. That's going to be on next Sunday. Um February 20th on TNT. Very excited. I mean, the fact that... I mean, look, let's just go over Team LeBron again. I mean, did not did y'all just not hear me say that Team LeBron has... Obviously, LeBron, Giannis, and Steph Curry. That's fucking insane. And then Jokic. That's that's kind of... um, That's too stacked right there. I don't know. I don't know how an all-star game could just compile LeBron, Giannis, and Steph. Literally, this is the only time in history we can never see these three guys play on the same team. Because, my God, uh, just imagine a regular-ass team, but with LeBron, Steph, and, and Giannis. God, I would hate I would hate my life if I had to play them. But anyways, yeah, that's that's the team. That's Team LeBron, and that's Team KD. And so, uh, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get straight into why KD and uh, Harden are kind of an iffy situation right now. So, if you don't know, the trade deadline was on Thursday. And there was a bunch of trades going on around the league. A lot of them were pretty much low-key. Just small deals, getting some new additions to new teams. Um, but a lot of them weren't really that blockbuster. Let me just go over a handful of them just to kind of say. Um, I'm not really going to go the ones that happened in January because there was a couple that happened in January. But let's go over the ones that happened. So Blazers, they traded Norman Powell and Covington. He's going to the LA Clippers. So the Clippers... They get Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and the Blazers, they get Eric Bledsoe, 
Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson in a 2025 second round pick via Detroit. Um, the Cavaliers, they acquired Karis LeVert from the Pacers. So obviously the Cavs get Karis LeVert and a 2022 second round pick from Miami. And the Pacers, they get Ricky Rubio and a 2022 first round pick, lottery protected, and then two 2022 for second round picks. Uh, who else? Uh, the Blazers, they send C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans. Uh, so the Pelicans, they get C.J. McCollum, Tony Snell, and Larry Nance Jr. And the Blazers, they get Josh Hart, Nicole Anderson, um, Alexander Walker, uh, Didi Nosmus, and Thomas Santuransky. I believe that's say his name. Uh, 2022 first-round draft pick protected. And then a 2026 and 2027 second-round pick between which team is better. Um, in that case. Okay. And also the Kings, they also get DeMontis Sabonis from the Pacers. So the Pacers, they get Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and the Kings, they get DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and the 2023 second round pick. I don't know why the Kings would trade. Um, I think Buddy Heald, I don't know really, I don't know why they traded Buddy Heald and, and Tyrese. I mean, those are two great players on, on Sacramento. I mean, they did get a good piece of Sabonis, so honestly, I can't be too mad about that. Uh, the Kings getting Sabonis, who was an all-star two years ago or last year. Um, was it two years ago or last year? Whichever. Um, he has been pretty good, you know, for the Pacers. He's been pretty much the biggest contributor to that team. And, well, he's probably going to be the same in, in Sacramento. But I think the Pacers have just gotten better a bit with, with Buddy Heald, who's efficiently and statistically one of the best three-point shooters, like, in the league right now. And Tyrese, one of the best young players in the league. He was up there rookie of the year last year. And so the Pacers, they're getting some young assets. And, and I honestly think it, it's going to help them better. Uh, Tyrese is pretty good. So so honestly, we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But I think this is a pretty good deal for the Pacers. But for the Kings, uh, maybe Sabonis could be dominant. Hopefully the Kings, you know, got what they wanted. So we'll have to see. Uh, the Thunder, they also added KJ Alpala from the Heat. So we're going to get a 2026 second round pick. And obviously the Thunder get Opala. So obviously they're just giving out trades as they have been for, for a while. Um, Joe Ingles, he's going to get traded to the Portland Trailblazers because of a three-way deal. Because the Jazz acquired Alexander Walker from Portland. And then Juancho Herman Gomez from Sacramento. That's who the Jazz are going to get. And the Blazers are going to get Joe Ingles. Elijah Hughes and a second round pick that's from the Jazz. And then the Spurs, they're going to get Thomas Sidoransky and a second round pick from Utah. Uh, who else? Uh, Raptors, they trade Gordon Dragic to the Spurs. So the Raptors are going to get Thaddeus Young, Drew Edbanks, a 2022 second round pick. And the Spurs, they get Gordon Dragic and 2022 first round pick. The Magic, they land Bol Bol and Dozier from the Celtics. So the Magic, they're going to get Bol Bol, PJ. Uh, Dozier, a second-round pick, a uh, future second-round pick. And the Celtics, they get a 2023 second-round pick. Um, Who else? The Suns, they deal for Aaron Holiday. So the Suns are going to get Aaron Holiday, and the Wizards are going to get cast considerations. Uh, Torrey Craig going to Phoenix um, and re- trading in for Jalen Smith, who's going to go to Indiana and also with a second-second, with a 22nd. Uh, in the 2022 second round pick for the Pacers next year. Or this year, my bad. Uh, the Hornets, they also acquire Montrez Harrell from the Wizards. So the Hornets are going to get Montrez Harrell. And the Wizards are going to get Ish Smith, Vernon Carey Jr. And the 2023 second round pick as well. 
the Bucks they get Ibaka in a four trade in a four team trade. So the Bucks they get Serge Ibaka. The Clippers get uh, Rodney Hood, Semi uh, Olajiwe. I have no idea how you say his name. The Pistons get Marvin Bagley the third, and the Kings they get Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson. And Dante DiVincenzo. So this, I actually didn't even know this. This is crazy. Wow. Um, so Dante from the Bucks, he's gonna go to Sacramento. Marvin Bagley from Kings, he's going to Detroit. Rob Rodney Hood going from Milwaukee to LA, and then Serge Ibaka going from LA to Milwaukee. Um, pretty good trade for the Bucks and for the for the Kings there. They got some new assets there. And for the Pistons, having Marvin Gat Marvin Bagley Jr. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Marvin Bagley hasn't been amazing in the last couple years, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see how that goes. Uh, Daniel Tice, he returns to Boston. So obviously Boston gets him back. And the Rockets, they get Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom or Ennis Cantor, and Bruno Fernando. So the Rockets, they have some new pieces there. Um, Dennis Schroeder has not been good in Boston. So honestly, maybe Rockets can really turn that around maybe. Uh, the Celtics also require acquire uh, Derek White from the Spurs. So the Celtics, they get Derek White, and the Spurs get Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2028 first-round pick swap. All right, so second-to-last trade, we have the Mavericks. They send Kristaps Porzingis to the Washington Wizards. So the Mavericks, they get Spencer Dinwiddie. And Davis Bertans and then the Wizards, they get Kristaps Porzingis and a 2022 second round pick. So yeah, uh, the Wizards, they get Kristaps. Kristaps has not been that good um, ever since he went to Dallas, uh, pairing up with Luka. I think he's just been kind of terrible. And he just has been one of the one of the weaker pieces on that lineup for the Mavericks. Hasn't really been helping Luka to win that many games. The Mavericks look like they're pretty decent right now with Luka and just a handful of players getting back up and, and, you know, playing pretty well. But Kristaps uh, wasn't really the best guy for them. I don't know. He definitely was a good fit, um, at least if he was actually just playing better. But in Washington, let's see if he can really step it up a bit. And the Mavericks getting Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a pretty good shooter and is a pretty good defender. And then Davis Bertans, who's also a very good three-point shooter. Honestly, uh, maybe, the, maybe the Mavericks are going to be a deep playoff team. Maybe they do have some good pieces besides Luka that could take them further in the playoffs. Maybe not just the first round, second round maybe. Uh, I mean, the West is stacked it's just like always. So the Mavericks are going to have a lot to deal with in their path. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible. So we'll have to see how that goes. But obviously... Not everyone's talking about that. all these trades that I just mentioned. Everyone's talking about this massive blockbuster deal that the Sixers, they fucking landed James Harden in exchange for Ben Simmons. Yes, you heard that right. James Harden coming to Philly, and we get rid of that nasty Ben Simmons that we had, and we can take that garbage to Brooklyn. Unbelievable. We actually pulled it off. We actually pulled it off. The Sixers, so they obviously get James Harden, and we get Paul Millsap. And so the Nets, they get Ben Simmons. We do trade away Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Honestly, Drum Andre Drum what the fuck am I saying? Drummond has been pretty solid for us. Uh, it kind of does suck that he's getting traded to Brooklyn. But honestly, he's going to be a big player there, so I won't be too mad about that. And they also need size because their defense has been pretty trash this year. 
Um, and Seth Curry, I mean, he's a good shooter, man. He may not be as good as his brother, but statistically, he's one of the deepest and most, um, you know, consistent three-point shooters in the league. And statistically, he's one of the best. So he can put up that in Brooklyn, just like he's been doing that in Philly. But man, Philly, they got the new superstar. It's going to be James Harden and Joel Embiid on the same team. That's actually kind of crazy to think about. So what do I think about the trade as a Sixers fan? So, well, obviously the bigger picture for me is really just Ben Simmons is out of this bitch. Ben Simmons is out. That's the best part about this trade for, for from a Sixers fan. Not even that we got fucking James Harden, which obviously is great and all, but we got rid of Ben Simmons, right? And I'm not going to say that this, the Nets suck. The Nets are going to be trash because they have Ben Simmons, who is garbage, what, whatever. He's not. Obviously, he's not. But what we got in return, I think, honestly, for what it is, for both teams, I don't think this is a, a, a lose-lose situation, even for Brooklyn. I mean, you see it on paper, and you're probably like, oh, the Nets are fucking stupid for trading James Harden for fucking Ben Simmons, huh? But if you really think about it, honestly, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good decision for Brooklyn. I was thinking about that. At first, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, Brooklyn is just, yeah, what are you doing, Brooklyn? You really traded James fucking Harden for Ben Simmons. And even though James, I mean, Ben Simmons is nowhere near James Harden, he's not also like a chump compared to James Harden. I mean, Ben Simmons, we all know what he could do defensively, and we all know what he can't do, uh, you know, shooting-wise. But I don't really think that's the biggest deal for... For the Nets, I do think that personally the Nets right now, during on a 10-game losing streak, a lot's been going on. And honestly, some of it, I think some players are hitting a slump. They've been, they have been, they have been having full injury, full players. Uh, KD out, Kyrie only playing on uh, home, uh, not playing at home games, only playing at away games. There's certain players that are stepping up and then just not playing good at all. Uh, Blake Griffin has been terrible. Uh, so th- there's just been players that just been all over the place. And well, and James Harden, he's also this year started pretty bad. He kind of picked up the pace, having some decent performances. But I guess for James Harden standards, he's having a down year. But that doesn't take really that much away from me not being excited that we have another shooting guard who can obviously do his job and shoot the ball efficiently and definitely make us a high contender for the Eastern Conference. We were already a good team without Harden. Um, and probably with Harden, we are probably a championship contender at this point. But I'm not going to go over my limit and say we are now the NBA champions and Nets suck. You know, we, we are the, we're the superior team in the East now. Because again, James Harden is a great player. He's a superstar, but he's not the best player when you want to really form a team and have a superstar with another superstar. We've kind of seen the picture before with James Harden having another superstar on his back. Um, And I know that James Harden and Embiid have two different roles, but honestly, who could be the bigger superstar? It really can go either or, because Embiid could be bigger than, than Harden in Philly. Harden could take over and be bigger than Embiid. At this point, it really is either, either way, but 
if they can find a way to blend in together and get, find that good chemistry, honestly, the Sixers are going to be a really good team and are very likely to win a championship this year. And just like how most people, including me, probably had the Nets making the finals last year and probably going back this year, it's still a chance. I'm not saying the Nets aren't going the finals because they lost Harden, but I don't think the Nets are going to go far, uh, at least finals, conference finals-wise. Postseason, I do believe the Nets will be in the postseason, even though right now they're in the play-in tournament if the season were to end now. They're in, what, the eighth seed? So they've been playing bad. But I think they will be able to step up. But also, I, I don't know if Ben Simmons will be playing. Um, I believe so. I believe he will be playing this season now that he got traded, now that he's not wandering around, you know, doing his own thing while he was not playing during the season in Philly. I bet now, since he's in Brooklyn now, I guess he could just get back to his regular, you know, life and finally get on the court and play ball. I don't know if that's going to be the situation for him, but that's most likely what's going to happen. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we got James Harden and the Nets. I'm not going to say they they took an L here because, hey, man, uh, the Nets, they're still a good team. Yes, they lost a superstar, but obviously they still have KD and Kyrie. And... That's still a deadly duel themselves. And if other players can step up too, shit, you never know, man. Maybe the Nets might even be a better team than the Sixers. And we kind of expect now the Sixers to be the best team in the Eastern Conference, or at least up there with Milwaukee, with Miami. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I'm, I'm excited, man. I mean, we got James Harden. We got another superstar here. But we'll have to see how that plans out. I'm not going to say they're champions or... They're going to be at least in the finals in June. There's still time for that to, to be measured. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see how that, how that turns out. So anyways, let's transition to the next part of the episode. Um, and let's talk about, well, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. It happened last week. So the Pro Bowl was last Sunday. The AFC, they defeated the NFC 41-35. Josh, uh, uh, not Josh, uh, uh, Mac Jones hit the gritty, um, and that's it. Now, that's all interesting that happened at the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's a Pro Bowl. It's, it's not really the most entertaining event for football. Um, it kind of sucks, though, because, like, it's, it's you know, it's the all-star game between the best players in, you know, the AFC and NFC, but uh, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're, they're two-hand rule thing, the two-hand touch thing, where you can't tackle, but you can't really, like... I don't know, like... I, I know they're not trying to tackle people. Because, again, this is the All-Star game. It's like the NBA All-Star game. Teams are not playing defense. You're just having fun. You're just, you know, enjoying. It's the All-Star game. You're just trying to have a good time. Enjoy that one week of your entire career. Playing throughout an entire season where you're going to get fucking destroyed and tackled and plummeted to the ground multiple times a game. You know... Those that's the one time where you could just run freely, you know, catch a football without the corner being on your ass too much, you know. But I feel like the two hand thing where you just basically it's like a flag football thing, except you don't take their their flag from their from their um from their hip. It's just more of like just I touch you and you stop. I touch you and you stop. I feel like if it's a little bit more physical, it would be a little bit more entertaining. Um, if they would just try a little bit more, it would be a little bit more fun. But anyways, that's not really not the case. I don't really have a lot to talk about for the Pro Bowl. 
because no one really compares the Pro Bowl or really even cares about the Pro Bowl that much because the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is tomorrow, guys. It's tomorrow. But before we get to the Super Bowl, let's talk about the NFL honors. So the awards show, it was actually, it was, uh, it was on Thursday. It was on Thursday. Supposedly, it's supposed to be, uh, usually it's always the day before the Super Bowl. So if it really was on schedule, it was supposed to be later today. But it was on Thursday. So let's go over who won the awards, shall we? So for 2021, uh, Justin Tucker, he won the Clutch Performer Award. Dan Quinn won Assistant Coach of the Year. TJ Watt won the Deacon Jones Award. Jonathan Taylor won the Ground Player. Uh, Tom Brady won the Air Player. Uh, Matthew Slater won the Art. So Matthew Slater, he wins the Art Rooney Award. Andrew Beck, he wins the Salute to Service Award. Uh, Joe Burrow, he wins Comeback Player of the Year Award. No surprise, obviously. Um, coming from an injury that he suffered in Week 11. Uh, I believe against Washington. He ended his season. And the Bengals just were playing terrible after that. Didn't make the postseason. And, you know, that was that was the end of his rookie year. He could have won Rookie of the Year last year. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert took that spot because he was healthy all year long. But... Joe Burrow was was great last year before he got injured. And, well, coming from that injury to this season with some good expectations, not expectations to make the fucking Super Bowl, but expectations to at least probably make the playoffs or probably be in contention or be a better team and keep improving. And, well, that's exactly what they've been doing because, once again, they will be playing again tomorrow in the Super Bowl. And, well, look at that. Because of Joe Burrow, because of Joe Shiesty, that's that's what's been able to go on. And his best friend, his best buddy, uh, Jamar Chase, he also won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, that should come as no surprise, obviously. He, what, whether, what other rookie has been putting up numbers like, uh, like Jamar Chase this year? So, not a surprise there. Defensive Player of the Year, um, Defensive Rookie of the Year, went to Micah Parsons. Again, no-brainer. I predicted from the beginning of the year. Man was insane for Dallas, and so well, you know, there, there, that, there he was proving his point. Anyways, uh, coach of the year went to Mike Rabel from the Tennessee Titans. You know, he was uh, he was able to take the team uh, to the playoffs, get them the first round, the first uh, first seed in the NFC without Derrick Henry. Majority of the year, they were able to still pull through. And be as dominant in the regular season. Unfortunately, the postseason was not the way they panned out to be. But still, um, he was able to take them and, you know, fight through all of the shit that they could have been. Because even without Derrick Henry, they honestly could have been a worse team. So, that wasn't the case anyways. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year went to TJ Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very well deserved. TJ Watt has been insane. I mean, he broke the record for the most sacks in a single season. So, I mean, come on. T.J. Watt did his thing this year, and uh, even though Pittsburgh hasn't been great, T.J. Watt is the only, probably one of the only few highlights on Pittsburgh and for, for many years to come, and he's still still getting better. Will he be better than his older brother, um, J.J.? I mean, J.J. Watt has three Defensive Player of the Year awards, but T.J. already has one, um, and he should have had two probably, but he'll be getting more in the future. This won't be his first or last, so yeah. 
Uh, next, Offensive Player of the Year went to Cooper Cup. No surprise. He won the Triple Crown, led the league in receiving yards, touchdowns, and receptions. So if you're surprised by that, I don't know what to say. Um, so yeah, those uh, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie. Uh, Walter Payton Award went to Andrew Whitford. If you haven't seen his speech uh, when he won the award, wow, it was, it was a very heartbreaking speech. I'm very eye-teary a little bit. Um, but yeah, well-deserved um, for, for the Walter Payton Award. I mean, honestly, anybody who's uh, in uh, a nominee for the award should definitely be given out a shout-out. Because that's, that's an award for, for, for a lot of things, for, for what you do off the field and what you contribute to, to people and stuff. And it just shows about you and the, the community and all that stuff. So honestly, it can really go to anybody. But I guess for other people, there's, there's a limit or whatever. But uh, finally, the MVP... Back-to-back MVP, it went to Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. He wins his second straight MVP. This is his fourth MVP in his career. And, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he had a great year this year. Terrible playoff performance. Terrible playoff performance. But what he did in the regular season... You know, this this was a great this was a great year for him, and um, and you know definitely was a big moment for um, definitely a big moment for Green Bay. You know, in the regular season they were dominant, and you know they had all that momentum entering the postseason. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. They were gonna do this. Obviously, that didn't happen. But statistically, still at the age of thirty, uh, how old is Aaron Rodgers? He's like thirty eight, right? Thirty eight, thirty seven. Um, he's 38. He's still playing out of his fucking mind. And, I mean, two of the best QBs and two of the best candidates for MVP this year were 38 and older. That was him and Brady, who's 45. But, um, again, like, Aaron Rodgers, he's still that guy, man. Yeah, he may have not been... Um, he had that terrible month. He had that terrible, terrible game against the 49ers in the divisional round. But that really just should not shock anybody that what he did in the regular season was impressive enough at at his age, um, and how, come on, he still has many years not not too many years I would say maybe two three four more years I would say like at least three more years, at least in the league, um again whether he will be in Green Bay next year or will he be staying, most likely, most likely not, we'll have to wait and see. I would love to see him in a new team because I do think I do want him to be out of that situation. I want him to get out of Green Bay, um, because I just don't know. I don't. There's something going on there that I don't think he's he's doing. And honestly, the special teams. I'm still pissed about the special teams just having those terrible performances. Just couldn't couldn't do it, man. Just making simple mistakes. Um, but I mean, again, they're human. You know, we can't really fault them too much for that. In the end of the day, football is a very unexpected game. The winner. The best team wins all the time. So the Packers may have been the best regular season team or whatever, but they couldn't do it in that game. So here they are now. They're going to be watching the Super Bowl at home. But no, Aaron Rodgers had a great year. And so, well, there's nothing else to say. So, yeah, those are the NFL. Those were the NFL winners and awards. So, um, so yeah. Now let's actually talk about the big game tomorrow. We got the Super Bowl 56 between the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. 
So this is going to be a very fun matchup. Joe Shiesty, Joe Brr, uh, versus Matthew Stafford from the LA Rams. So this game, this is, this is going to be in LA tomorrow night. Um, big night, big night for football. Uh, two of the youngest head coaches in the Super Bowl, uh, Sean McVay, 36, and Zach Taylor, 38 years old. These guys are not even 40 years old and already matching up in the Super Bowl together. Um, two young quarterbacks, well, one in their 20s, super young in their career, and one in their later years of their career, but at least in their first year with a new team, finally escapes the depths of hell playing for that old team. And boom, here they are. Um, the Rams, it's not really too unexpected that the Rams have made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, I had them making the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. But the Bengals, for them to be here, is a very big surprise. And it's 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 it's, it's a surprise that you probably would have never predicted, uh, except maybe, you know, Bengals fans probably. But it was it was a big thing for the Bengals this year to get through adversity and pull through this year. There wasn't a lot that really went for the Bengals the wrong way. They didn't really take that many bad L's this year. They're a pretty good team in the regular season. But in the postseason, they just played better. I mean, they did have close games against the, the Raiders, the Titans, the Chiefs. They all did have close games. But either way, they were able to pull through. And even if they were down 27-3, to which they were, they were able to pull through and come back. And here they are, man. Joe Burrow in his second year of his career. And he is 3-0 in the playoffs. And he hasn't lost a single game in the postseason. That leads into to, to college as well. Um, when he won the national championship in high, in, uh, high school. In uh, college two, the, three years ago in 2019 against the, uh, with LSU against uh, Clemson. And so... That's gonna be uh that's gonna be a pretty good that would be insane. Imagine we saw we saw Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence in the national championship game. Imagine we see them in the Super Bowl in a couple of years from now. We know Joe 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 Shiesty's coming here once again. This will not be his only time in the Super Bowl. Let's say within the next five years, whatever, he's in the Super Bowl again. Will he be against Trevor Lawrence? I would really like to see Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars be actually good enough to make the Super Bowl. Obviously not anytime soon, but let's say five, six years from now. I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and see. That's going to take a while to, to, to get there, but it is what it is. But no, man, the Bengals, they have, they have all that, you know, they have a couple of injuries that might bite them in the ass. But honestly, they still have a great team in themselves. Their offense has been great. The defense does concern me a bit. Because that Rams defense is so fucking stacked, so loaded, it kind of scares me for that offense. But if that offense could do something, man, the Bengals are going to be in charge of this one. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Rams are going to be playing at home. I know that basically the Rams having home field advantage is almost non-existent because there's barely any fans. Which is just insane how the LA Rams have basically no fans. Uh, compared that they have one of the biggest markets in the NFL because they play in fucking the, you know, City of Angels. They play in fucking LA, you know, where a shit ton of celebrities, a shit ton of people from other cities come in just to watch this game even pull through. But don't be surprised if we see more Bengals fans than Rams fans in this game, which will be very, very sad. And technically, the Rams don't even have home field advantage in this game, even though that's kind of stupid. But either way, 
They're still playing in the home stadium, whether they, they're they considered the away team or what. It is what it is. For the Rams to win this game, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty tough, man. I mean, look, they beat good teams. They beat the Bucks. They, um, you know, they beat the Bucks. They beat the Niners. And they were that was their biggest kryptonite. The Niners were their biggest kryptonite um, for the past handful of years. And so they were able to pull that off in the postseason. So now against Cincinnati, we'll see what they could do. They steamrolled the Cardinals. They had a really close game against the Bucks. They better not play how they played against the Bucks, at least in the second half, because they almost lost that one. Um, and, you know, maybe the Buccaneers would have been here either way. But anyways, um, and the Rams also did struggle a bit against the Niners, but they were able to come back in the fourth quarter, put up points, and were able to take the lead. Now the Rams, in this one, they have to stay consistent throughout the whole game. Matthew Stafford hasn't been throwing picks. He's been playing great this postseason. Odell has been playing good. Whether they're going to change receivers or not, they're going to have that offense out there and about. Jalen Ramsey going up against Jamar Chase. That's going to be a fun matchup as well against that defense. The corner versus the receiver. We all love those matchups. And so it's going to be very fun to watch. And obviously the halftime show. I mean, we cannot touch just not mention the damn halftime show. I mean, come on, guys. The fuck? We have Kendrick Lamar. We have fucking Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige performing. Um, none of them dropped anything prior uh, to the Super Bowl. Or actually, no, that's a lie. Mary J. Blige and Do- uh, Snoop Dogg, they dropped an album. Uh, but Kendrick, Dr. Dre, um, Eminem, they didn't drop anything together. Or actually, no, they did last week. They dropped that gospel song. But uh, Kendrick didn't drop anything. And people were rumoring that he was going to drop uh, yesterday. But obviously, that's just that's just bullshit. Um, so, yeah. That's that. The Super Bowl, I'm super excited for it. The halftime show, super excited for it. The tickets. People talking about the tickets. My God, I don't even want to know the damn price of that shit. But my fucking God. They have dropped, but they still will cost you thousands. I am not surprised. So, between... Sold seats at tickets above eight thousand uh, dollars. Parking passes as much as five thousand just to park. Oh my fucking god! Wow. <laughs> um, six thousand, five thousand. Look, it's it's in the thousands. All right, it's in the it's between the three thousands to the seven to the eight thousand dollar range. Basically, you're fucking almost half your salary or whatever you work at. I don't know. It's re- it's really just insane. It's insane how the prices have been just going up, up and down. But at least in in certain parts of the pricing, it's down at least by the cost to go to the Super Bowl. But then for other things, they got higher. That's what makes it more expensive, honestly. But I don't know. Also, by the way, um, this Super Bowl will be the only the second Super Bowl in NFL history with both QBs as the number one overall draft pick. Obviously, Matthew Stafford, who was number one overall in 2009, and Joe Burrow, who was number one overall in 2020. So this is going to be a big, big, uh, big matchup for both of them. I'm super excited, man. It's Super Bowl weekend. Come on. Super Bowl Sunday. Everyone in America is tuning in. Maybe the whole world doesn't give a fuck because, again, the world sucks. <laughs> well, America's the best fucking country in the world. Who gives a shit about the world? I'm just kidding. Don't worry about that. Anyways... Um, I'm going to be enjoying it tomorrow, whether I'm going to watch it at a party or just chill at my own house in my own couch. 
eating my own snacks. Um, however you watch the Super Bowl, at home, in bed, or you're at a party, at a bar, whatever, with your friends, doesn't matter. I get to watch the game, and I get to watch it for fucking free. I don't have to pay thousands of dollars to go to a big-ass stadium, which, yeah, will be an amazing experience, but my fucking God, will it be crazy as fuck to be there. So, so yeah. and also, if I would pay that much money... To see the Super Bowl, I want to expect to meet at least meet the players and meet other celebrities that are probably going to be attending there. So yeah, and and also the Super Bowl is one of those events where literally everything happens. You don't like literally the Super Bowl is one of those events you just you have to keep your eyes on on everything. You watch you watch the game, you watch the halftime show, and you watch the commercials. So basically, you just cannot stop watching and take your eyes off the screen. When you're watching the Super Bowl. You're watching everything. I pay attention to everything. The game, the halftime show, and the commercials. And um, let's, see what com- let's see what some legendary commercials we get tomorrow. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm excited for it. I'll talk about it on Monday. And so, so yeah, that's Super Bowl 51. I have the Rams winning, by the way. I don't have a final score. Um, I don't know. Uh, I would say maybe... Shit. I don't want to go very high scoring, but I don't want to go very low scoring either. I'll say like 31-27, I guess. 31-27. I think that's fair. So 31-27 Rams. That's that's mine. I'll say that. So that's the Super Bowl. Anyways, let's talk about uh Kanye West. Oh god. Um So yeah, that guy, Kanye West. Have you guys heard about him? I don't know. He's he's this rapper thing, person, thingamajig, whatever. Guy from Atlanta, Chicago. I don't. I don't even know. Some random ass dude. Anyways, um, he's on the headlines once again. Uh, for 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 other shit, man. For other for other things, bro. My God. Um. So yeah, if you're not aware what Kanye has been doing, or excuse me, Ye has been doing for the past uh, couple weeks. I mean, every week there's always a new headline. Knew this, knew that. What What is this man not doing at this point in his life? So yesterday or a couple of days ago, we got a documentary that was going to premiere in theaters on Thursday for the documentary that's going to be dropping on Friday this week, hopefully. Um. So, so yeah, I'm excited for that, obviously. And then supposedly the next week on the 22nd, 10 days from now, we were going to get Don the Two. That's still a possibility, but let's be honest. We're probably just going to assume that that's not going to drop on the 6th on the on the 22nd because this man posted a couple weeks ago. Man, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be on the phone, man. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to be standing all of my ground on this album. I would put all my heart and soul on this album. I'm going to, you know, step away from my phone and focus on this and make sure that this shit is Another masterpiece, another, you know, work of art in my discography. And then just shits on what he just said. Shits on his own entire word. So basically, after he said all that shit, um, you know, we all, we're all cut up to date. He has a new girl. Uh, Pete Davidson, he fucking hates his guts. He's dissed him already on a song. We all, we're all caught up on that, probably, right? Um, Black Future Month, okay? That's that. He was on the music video for Pusha T's new single, Diet Coke, which is also a banger. I really do like the song. I'm sorry, Drake. I love you. But again, 
song the song is fire. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't be listening to Pusha T that much, but again, I can't lie, the song is fire. Um we also got a pretty legendary cold photo already of what appears Kanye, Travis, Baby Keem Drake, and Young Lean. So I'm expecting probably those guys to be on Don the Two if they all took a picture together. So I'm expecting that. Also posted a picture of his kids and Kim, obviously wanting to see his family, wanting to see his kids again, doing one of his, you know, begging shit once again. Uh, also posted that Snoop also acquired Death Row. So now Death Row Records is now officially owned to Snoop Dogg. And he, he dropped his first album literally yesterday with uh, Death Row Records as the, the, as the ambassador, as the, as the boss. So. so that's big news for him. Um, but, uh, well, here's where things kind of get a little, uh, crazy. So if you don't know, Billie Eilish is currently on tour right now for Happier Than Ever tour. And during one of her performances, uh, one of her fans, uh, you know, was basically passing out, not really passing out, like, you know, what happened in the Travis Scott concert, but definitely was losing oxygen, losing out of her touch, out of breath. She was just losing it. So obviously Billie Eilish, she stopped the concert for a minute and gave her own fan an inhaler, and so proceeded to say, I wait for the people to be okay before I keep going, which, whatever you want to say that that was a sneak diss to Travis, even though it doesn't say anything explicitly towards Travis, you could kind of assume there was a little bit of shade behind it. Uh, I wait for the people to be okay before I keep going. She didn't have to say that, but she had to clarify that just, you know, to make sure that she doesn't get that image that her fans pass out and boom, whatever. She's just making sure. Because after what happened at, at Astroworld, everyone is just 135,000% sure that their fans are not going to die on them, you know? Um, so yeah, maybe if you want to interpret that as a sneak, as a diss, whatever, I don't care. It it doesn't explicitly say, yo, Travis, you're a bitch for letting your fans die. It doesn't say anything about that. And then this man posted... Some random ass comment that he got saying, man's off the meds, album gonna go crazy. And so <laughs> that happened. And then he took a picture. Um, this was like a cover picture for um, a new single, a new feature that he was on. It dropped yesterday. It was Alicia Keys, 504. And this is 504 in song, City of Angels, City of, City of Gods. I think that was the song is called. City of Gods with Alicia Keys, 50 and Kanye. Kanye's saying he has the best feature in the in in you know in the world right now, whatever, uh, of the year. And so the song was okay, by the way. The song was alright. Um it's basically just off the grid. New York State of Mind not New York State of Mind. Uh what else? Uh, I'll be off the off the grid and something else, like mixed together. I really can't really say it, but Alicia Keys on a drill beat kind of fire. I'm not even gonna lie. But anyways, and then posted some random ass uh, J Electronica post of a face tat. I was okay, whatever. But then today he posts, Cuddy will not be on Donda because he's friends with you know who. We all speak in Billy language now. So, oh, I didn't even mention it. So obviously Kanye, he posted that Billy Eilish, Travis Scott, this thing. And so he was basically telling Billy. Yo, Billy, you have to apologize to Travis now. Like, 
you, I like that's my dog. He didn't want people to die in the concert. Like you should apologize. So very unnecessary. Yeah, that man is going through stuff. He feels bad for what happened. You know. But and then Billy deleted her comment. She replied to his uh to to the post and said literally didn't say shit. Literally didn't say anything about Travis or anything. I was just pointing out what the hell was going on, and that's that. Whatever a uh, this or not, Kanye. You don't need to be telling people to apologize or whatever because, first of all, this has nothing to do with you, bro. This has nothing to do with you, man. This is between Billy and Travis. And honestly, this doesn't even have to be a big deal. Like, Travis, I bet Travis is not even worried about this. This man just has a new fucking baby, by the way. Uh, Wolf Webster. Um, that was announced that his uh, new baby, I think it's a baby boy, uh, Wolf. That's his name. Wolf Webster. Uh, was born, I believe, 10 days ago, the 2nd of uh, February. So congratulations to Kylie and Travis for your second child. Stormy, you have a brother. I don't even... Is it, a, is it a brother? I'm assuming it's a brother, right? I mean, Wolf. I don't think a girl will be called Wolf. So I'm assuming it's a boy. Whatever, either way, he he just has a, no, a new kid. I know that he doesn't give a fuck about what Billy said. And what Kanye thinks about Billy trying to apologize to Travis, like, again, like, you're just putting yourself... Like, you're just doing unnecessary shit, man. And then now, today, posts that Cuddy's not going to be on Donda because he's friends with you-know-who. Translation, Pete Davidson. And so he's saying, oh, but we all speak in Billie, Billie Eilish languages now. So, apparently, no. I can't collab. No, Cuddy, I, you can't be on my album. Why? What, what, bro, Kanye, you've, we've been making music for almost 15 years. And... And for no fucking reason, you're just not going to put me on the album for what reason? Well, dude, you know, you know, Pete. Yeah, I know Pete. I know you hate him, but like, he's cool. Well, you know, you know, he says that you're his idol. And you, you're kind of close with him. So I'm just for that reason alone, I'm not going to put you on the album for that. Just because I don't know, man, you know, fuck Pete Davidson. Fuck that nigga. You know, I don't really don't care about that dude. So, yeah, so fuck it. I'm not even going to put you on there for that reason either way. So. I guess that's the point. Like, how fucking stupid is that? How fucking retarded is that, man? Like, you're not going to put Cuddy on the album just because he's friends with Pete, man? It's fucking ridiculous, man. This is the thing with Kanye, man. First, Kanye says something. He just completely takes that off the list, scratches all of that, whatever. Says he's working on the album. It's go time. I am grinding my ass off. We off the grid in this bitch. I didn't make that song for no fucking reason. I'm not going to go on my... And just... Just just completely just shits on his own words. And then now this. Cuddy won't be on the album because he... Like, this is middle school shit. Middle school issues. Oh, but you like that dude, but I hate him. But since you like him, you're not going to be on my team or on my album. Like, what the fuck is that, man? That's some middle school shit right there, man. That's embarrassing, man. But the thing that pisses me off even more is that, yes, Kanye's doing this on his own, right? But nobody on his team, nobody telling him in person, yo, Kanye, you should stop, like, posting shit online. Like, try to keep this shit privately. Like, at this point, you're calling out this people to apologize. You're calling out Kim every fucking week. You're dissing Pete Davidson all the time. 
you're at this point you're just being so public about everything like you're not letting things go into your own measure you're not letting other people handle the situation you're bringing this so that everyone knows what's going on like it's 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 just what is this man and his team is obviously a huge fault for that like how are you going to let Kanye who's one of the biggest superstars biggest celebrities in the world just let shit post like this I know this is this is his Instagram. He posts whatever the fuck he wants, but don't you think the team has some sort of control or some management or at least give him some type of advice to say, Kanye, why are you going to post this? This is no need for that. He just has a bunch of fucking yes men that just rides his cock and sucks on it and grabs on it c- firmly that they just let him do whatever the fuck he wants just because he's fucking Kanye. That's it, man. Like at this point, I don't understand. They're just letting him do whatever the hell he wants, call out people, get himself in some, some random ass controversy, another another headline for no reason. Like you're just making enemies on your own and he, no one's helping him. He clearly needs help. People know that. He knows that he needs help. But where is that help? No one is helping him. How is no one is helping him? Imagine being Kanye West and you're not getting help. You're not even getting the best help. Your your form of help or whatever is posting shit online, blaming people, telling them to apologize, telling people you can't be on my album just because you're friends with someone I don't fucking like. Like like it's even something like personal. Like bro, Pete Davidson literally how many times have he have been on interviews or have said to the media, yo, Kid Cudi's my fucking idol. He saved my life. Don't you think Cudi's not gonna appreciate Pete for what he said? This man literally said he saved my life. And you're telling me Nah, bro. Don't I don't fuck with you for because you fuck with him. Well, he fucks with me because I am literally a role model to him. I am literally someone who changed his life and could have probably killed himself if he didn't listen to my music or whatever. But you're gonna brag this shit on me. You're gonna just anything anything that correlates to Pete. MGK. He's friends with him. Fuck MGK. Um, I don't know. He likes he likes spinach. Oh, fuck spinach. Whatever. Like anything that is is likable anything that belongs or is in that region of the Pete Davidson world whatever he likes whatever Kanye fucking despises it like it's just so immature man it's just this man is 44 years old and he's doing shit that middle school people be doing like for no fucking reason starting drama for no reason starting right not even middle school high school whatever like little kid shit immature people type activities like and he's a grown ass man, and I know he has issues, but damn, dog. Well, I'm back. Uh, so today's Sunday, uh, February thirteenth. Uh, yesterday I couldn't finish the episode. Um, I was started recording. Uh, yesterday, Saturday, and uh, well, I couldn't finish it. So here it is, the very next day, Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday today. The game is about to start in about like an hour and a half from now. So let me just get this episode out before the Super Bowl begins, because you know I couldn't even finish it. So, yeah, um, I last started, I last, uh, I ended the, the first part of the episode with talking about Kanye West uh, and his nonstop shit posting about a bunch of shit. Well, it continued today. Um, it continued today. A lot of different shit. Um, I don't want to go to every single post in detail, but this man just hates, uh, basically hates Pete Davidson, as we know. Um, he's trending on Twitter more than the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Um, and he's just, he's becoming a meme page at this point. Um, meme pages, text messages, 
other meme pages posts some weird ass post of MGK and 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 Pete getting poured popcorn. I look. I I don't know what to tell you. I already said my thoughts in the in yesterday, on the on the first part of the episode. Like, this is this is just a really, um, like he needs help. He needs a new team. He needs new people to be with around because he just has a bunch of yes men that just lets him do whatever the hell he wants. And I just don't like that at all. I really don't like that at all for his sake, for my sake, and for other people's sake. So, yeah, man. Um, he also dropped yesterday. He deleted the post like he usually does. That he was... There's going to be a listening party in Miami on the 22nd. Um, and supposedly it's going to go on sale tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Um, so, yeah. Donda 2 coming out on the 22nd. I highly, highly doubt it. But it looks like we are going to get a listening party on the 22nd, on the day it's supposed to release or whatever, at Lone Depot Park at Marlin Stadium here in Miami. So uh, excited for that, but we're probably not going to get the album. So so yeah, man. And it looks like Kanye is also going to to be at the Super Bowl. It looks like he's going to be in L.A. at the Super Bowl. Uh, so we might see Kanye on TV tonight. So don't be surprised by that. I also heard he's on a commercial. I think he's also on a commercial. We'll have to wait and see. We watch everything here. Commercials, halftime show on the game itself. So we'll see, man. We'll see if we can see Kanye on TV or anything. But either way, like, I want to focus on the game, not on Kanye. Um, I already talked about my predictions. I have the Rams winning. I have the Rams winning uh, t- 31 to 27. And so, yeah, I'm super excited for this game. I mean, both teams, you know, they made it this far. They're going to have a great game today. So hopefully, you know, who the better team will win. So we'll just have to wait and see how that uh, how that goes. Um, the final thing that I want to end off today's episode, I wanted to talk about last episode of Euphoria, uh, Season 2, Episode 5. Um, and this was definitely the best episode, probably the entire, the, of the entire series, or at least the... For the entire season. Um, what a crazy episode. A lot happened in this episode. But basically, uh, Rue went uh, went crazy. Uh, she went uh, on a run. Literally was running her life away in this episode. Um, she just, uh, you know, the first like 20 minutes of the whole episode. Uh, her and her mom and her sister just arguing. And um, just shows how it's, it's insane how you could just picture... You know, being in the perspective of your sister or your daughter having this addiction, right? And it it just got worse. And her thinking that she has gotten better and kind of just morphing away from being what she was. And it feels like now that's just going to get worse and worse. And it, it's like she can't really do a lot about it, even though she's trying everything she can to do. And when she told... And basically, Jules, you know, she told the mom about what she's been doing and obviously rule uh, Jules got that information from Elliot and so all that stuff going on and yeah man she got crazy and it was just emotional as fuck um and probably one of the probably the best acting in the entire series and yeah by those 20 minutes of that episode honestly we could easily get Zendaya winning another Emmy just for that um like, let's be realistic. Right there, that scene alone could get her another Emmy. Or at least a nomination for something. But, um, 
yeah, that was that was an insane part of the episode. I'm not gonna go too much in depth because maybe you haven't watched it. And obviously, the episode six is coming out tonight. Um, I'm not gonna be watching the episode tonight because I usually watch it Monday nights. But tomorrow, I'm not gonna go on TikTok or Instagram because people love to spoil. So until I watch the episode, I'm gonna be very limited on social media. Um, if I see anything euphoria, skip. Don't even pay attention to it. So, so yeah, um, until I actually watch the episode. So I'll watch that tomorrow on Valentine's Day because crazy, crazy shit going on. And then uh, tonight, obviously, the game. So, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't really much the only part of the whole episode. I mean, that was the first 20 minutes. After that, uh, Rue got, uh, got in into Cassie's house and in Lexi's house. And, well... <laughs> Let's just say Maddie is fucking furious because she finally got the information and she got the memo that Cassie has been cheating um, on her, pretty much. And, you know, been cheating with Nate. So that spills out. Maddie wants to fuck her up and kill her. So we can expect that. Um, people are going for the Super Bowl and changing around the Euphoria Bowl. It's not the Rams Bengals. It's now Cassie versus Maddie. Uh, if you're Team Maddie or Team Cassie, you know, pick your votes because this is going to be a one fantastic episode. And um, I pray for you, Cassie, because um, we got a little bit of a sneak peek of what's going to be happening in episode six. And it looks like we actually might see. Uh, violence. So don't be surprised by that. I don't think Cassie's gonna get killed or anything like actually, but um, we could expect things to get very dark and messy. So yeah, <laughs> and the fact that Cassie said she's crazier, I don't think that's gonna age well at all. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Or actually, you know what? Maybe after the Super Bowl, I should watch the episode because the Super Bowl probably ends like at ten thirty. So I'll probably watch it like at eleven eleven. 11 to 12, I guess. Shit, I'll actually watch it right after the game. All right? I'll actually I'll watch it right after the game, honestly. Fuck it. So that way I can go peacefully tomorrow and see all the TikToks and all that bullshit. Because, you know, people are going to be talking about it all the time. So, so yeah. And I have to post on TikTok. I'm sorry. Uh, last week I've been busy working on, a, you know, studying for a test. So I haven't been able to, you know, put this uh, record for the for the podcast and... And put up TikToks. I've only been doing like a couple of TikToks from like a song challenge. But I'm actually post one today. My predictions. So go follow my TikTok if you have it. Yay the goat. Yay the goat 18. Y-E-T-H-E-G-O-A-T-18. Uh, I might change the username because um, Kanye has been pissing me off recently, man. Like, come on, man. Like, I I really hope things could, could can get better. Um, hopefully I see him on TV. <laughs> I don't know. There's going to be a bunch of people we're going to see on TV tonight, so... Um, I'm happy. I'm happy for the game. I'm excited for the game. Excited for the new episode. I'll probably watch both tonight. And then tomorrow, I'll make another episode talking about both the Super Bowl and the, the episode. So that way I can get that out the way as well. Um, and so, yeah, I was pretty much almost done making the episode yesterday. But there was a couple things I was missing to mention. So here's the next day uh, for me to talk about. So... So yeah, that was basically a little bit of a recap of what happened last episode. Not everything, but just kind of like the highlights or and all that stuff. So um yeah, we'll see what episode six gets gets us. Uh, we're almost done with season two. We have three episodes left. So tonight's episode, and then two more episodes in the next two weeks. 
So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Um, who do you guys have winning the Super Bowl tonight? Rams, Bengals. Who do you have winning? Team Maddie, Team Cassie, if y'all really watching Euphoria like that. Um, is Cassie going to get her fucking tits sliced off? I don't know. That would be a damn shame. Those mommy milkers. Uh, they're not, they're not, they're not cheap. They're not cheap at all. So honestly, it would be a damn shame, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Just couldn't finish it yesterday because I had to go somewhere at night and well, that was pretty much that. So here it is. See you guys tomorrow. Recap episode six. And over the Super Bowl. And if anything other happens with Kanye West and his fucking shenanigans, all that bullshit that he's been posting, um, I'll keep you updated tomorrow. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.